Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to give you guys a little heads up that uh, we recorded this episode Monday night right before the rules and everything were dropped. So obviously uh, it's not really kind of pertinent to the new world. But if you'd still like to listen, go ahead, feel free. Um, we recorded another episode about the new rules and everything um, a day or two after this one. So uh, that one will be coming. I'll be posting them at the same time. So if you want to skip this one and go to the next one, go for it. Or if you still want to listen anyways, you can listen to me and Joe uh, banter and be stupid. So, <laughs> all right. Enjoy. Bye. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I'm joined to my right by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's going on, man? Not too much, man, but you are joined only by the uh, the Reverend Joe because our other co-host, our brand new co-host, Jeff, could not make it tonight. No, Jeff was a no-show. <laughs> Jeff will be here next week, though, kids. Keep an eye out for him. Keep an eye out for Jeff. He's coming. You guys got to like him. He's he's a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Jeff's a good guy. Jeff, he's good people. You know, good, good, good guy. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what's been going on, man? What you been up to? I, uh, I spent the weekend down at Pensacon. Uh, in in sunny, beautiful Pensacola, Florida, which was actually really cold and not that sunny, but but it was beautiful. Um, and I took a I took in a panel called Podcasting One Hundred and One. Ah, yes. Which you know maybe you know better late than never. Um, you know, I, three or four years in, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned a lot, and I you know I rolled my eyes a little bit at all the things that we have been doing. Completely wrong this whole time. <laughs> so there's gonna be some changes around here, Steve. <laughs> whoever whoever tells you that there's rules is an idiot. Well, he was a guy named Joe, so you oh, know, okay, on brand. <laughs> but no, it was actually taught by a guy that uh, teaches podcasting 101 and 102 uh-huh. for um, a university in Louisiana. I don't remember the name of it now. But also as a podcaster, seemed like a pretty good guy. Yeah. I'm a little scared about the fact that somebody's out there teaching podcasting as a, as a class in college. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. A little weird. <laughs> you know, times they are changing. Yes. Um, but I also saw one of the coolest things ever at that con was um, I got to see something called Twisted Tunes, which was a group of voice actors, including Gakko and Wacko from the Animaniacs. Um mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh, who you may or may not know, this is also Hondo. Yeah, yeah. And um, Nolan North, who I'm not familiar with any of his actual work. I'm only familiar with him as the uh, the mocap actor from uh, Con Man. Yes. Uh, but they did a panel called Twisted Tunes, where they did the whole script of Back to the Future in various celebrity and cartoon voices. Mm-hmm. So like in one scene, you know, um, Marty's mom was played by Hondo, while Marty was played by Christopher Walken. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> His dad was Donald Trump, I believe, and then you know, yes. Winnie the Pooh was somebody else. It was yeah, genuinely that, hysterical. That, that I think a, they're available on the internet. Yeah, that is a fun um, panel series because they do it at a lot of cons. And yeah, because they, they actually do Dragon it at Dragon Con. Because I bitched, yeah. I was like, you know, I really think they should bring this to Dragon Con. And then, thanks, Pete. Pete told me they, in fact, did it last year. Did it twice. He tried to get me to go, and I was too drunk. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like something Pete would say, and yeah. also something I would do. Both, yes. I, I yeah. did. I did watch it on Dragon Con TV last year. I didn't go to the panel, but but I was 
awake enough to, to turn it on the TV and watch it. I believe they post them to YouTube later, so if anybody yeah. has the time, it's it's I highly recommend. Yes, they're they're very they're very funny, very funny. But Steve, what have you been up to, buddy? Oh man, not much really. Just work. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm getting ready to do something. We're good. Uh, well, before we drink get beer. That, yeah, drink beer. First, I'm gonna drink beer. I've got uh, I got Sam Adams Boston Lager tonight. Just a a good old standby. I think I might have left that in your fridge. Um, Super party. Possibly. No, these are the well. The one I'm drinking currently is the one I bought, but oh, okay. you may have left some in there as well. Is it tasty? Are you enjoying it? It is tasty. I am enjoying it. I mean, I I always like a Boston Lager, but what do you got there, Joe? See, I um, I believe in the duality of man, and I also believe in getting back to my roots. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna crack this right by the microphone, which you should never do. I learned that in my podcast. My podcasting class. Well, first, I mean, again, just that's just wrong. Well, you know. Uh, he said you're supposed to use whiskey. You're actually not supposed to use anything carbonated, which is a specific thing. But I am drinking a Mississippi Mud, which is a, a black and tan that is available here in uh, Florida with a picture of an alligator on it, which, you know, fits with our brand. Yeah. It's, um, it's a low-end beer. And uh, what's funny about it is it's really my roots because I drank it all the time when I loitered around colleges. Um, but it's also, do you know where they produce Mississippi Mud? Uh, Gainesville? Nope, nope. You would think something like that. It's actually made in Utica, New York, Weird. which is where I'm from, which makes no sense whatsoever. But I learned that from the internet today on a beer geek website, which I don't advise you to go to because ah. like listen to people like put down something like Mississippi Mud as if that makes them sound cool was really quite yeah. disheartening. I don't, know like, I I don't ever want to hear about was... the mouthfeel of any sort of a beverage in a shape like a mason jar with a picture of an alligator <laughs> on it. That's just wrong, and I don't want to talk I about it I, in general, don't want to hear about mouthfeel. Yes, yes. It's a creepy topic, really. It is. It's an uncomfortably <laughs> descriptive term. It's very descriptive. <laughs> oh, that is tasty, though, Steve. That makes me happy, and that makes me ready to talk about X-Wing. X-Wing. Well, I am uh, I'm doing a thing this weekend, and Joe might be going with me. We're still figuring that out. But uh, I'm there are eleven tickets left, so I'm like I'm sort of sitting here being like, when is my final decision getting made? So yeah, yeah. As of this recording, there are currently eleven tickets left. Okay, all right. So I may not have a choice at all. We'll find we'll find out. But uh, I, I'm going to the, up to the Cherokee Open to uh, play some X Wing. This will be my first real live X Wing tournament. So I've been, you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been doing like casual nights on Wednesdays for a few months now, but uh, have not been able to get to like a real tournament yet. So I'm excited. I'm ready to go play some actual real live tournament X wing. So going up to the Cherokee Open. All right. So let's let's deep dive here. Okay. So the Cherokee Open is in Cherokee, North Carolina, at the Harris. Uh, yes, it is at the casino. That's interesting. Yep. That is very interesting. Are we allowed to bet on the outcome of X-Wing games? I mean... Is that legal in the state of North Carolina? I don't know. I'll have to see I'll have to see if they have, like, a sports book and if they consider X-Wing a sport. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like we should have researched that. That was one of the things I learned in the podcasting uh, panel, is that I'm supposed to research things ahead of time. <coughs> so that's, you know, strike one, Steve. More lies. <laughs> More lies. <laughs> <laughs> This guy oh. doesn't know what he's talking about at all. I just met that guy, and I'm has already called him watched, a liar. Has he ever it. listened to the most popular podcast in all the world? There's no research going on in that podcast. 
<laughs> Do we not naming it? Is that what we're doing now? Joe Rogan? There's no, there's no <laughs> research. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Lies. Lies. So, okay. So, it's going to be at the Harris up there in, in Cherokee, North Carolina, um, which is a big-ass casino with – they claim there's a bowling alley there, plenty of eateries. Yeah. Um, gambling. Yeah. Uh, and if I, so, I mean, if, if I, like, completely blow out in this tournament, like, if I just go, like, 0-4 or some shit, I'm just going to go gamble and go, and go bowling and shit. It's going to be great. You're going to do a uh, Walter Soap check? Just do yeah. straight up, fuck it, let's go bowling. It's like, fuck it, let's go bowling. <laughs> I could live with that. Yeah. Um, That's going to be, what, a seven-hour drive for us? You map it yet? About about seven, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, It's being run by, it's being run by the Dice and Dial Dials, Dice. guys? Dials Is that Dice. another podcast, or? Uh, they do a Twitch channel, I believe. Okay. And they do a lot of they do I believe they do a lot of streaming. I think they go by Dad Dad Gaming. Um, I think I saw that because one of yeah. their um one of the prizes for it is a set of uh, range rulers or yeah. uh, movement templates and stuff, and it had Dad on there. At first, that really kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, I mean, ninety percent of the time, it explaining it's true, but it seems like an odd thing to put on there. Yeah. So so yes, it is their uh, it is their brand, but uh, and I believe they're from that area of the world so this and there's another sponsor too is there another sponsor yeah the um frontline games is that a sponsor or is that well it's it's being hosted at a frontline games event which which kind of is kind of the modus operandi these days is that frontline holds some sort of tournament for 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 like warhammer basically and then like x-wing gets to gets to hop along also and have a tournament so it's to ride those like the coattails that have really, really big shoulder pads attached to them? Uh, yes, really, 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 really big shoulder pads. Just ludicrous. Ludicrously sized shoulder pads. Okay. Um, all right. So, so this is good. There's other tournaments going on there, too? You said there's Warhammer. Uh, there's are, Warhammer. are people going up for a Legion as well? Legion. Yeah, there's, there's Legion. Let me look on the website, see what's on the website. I don't know if there's uh, other AMG stuff like Crisis Protocol or anything like that. Uh, I don't believe so. Um, That's a shame. Um, I got to play a little bit of that the other day. And actually, I rather enjoyed it in a different sort of way. Crisis Protocol? How, how is it? What do you think about it? Uh, it's, you know, it's minis game-ish. Um, it, it has a pedigree, I think. I think you could yeah. say that it definitely borrows things from other miniatures games and perfects them in a nice way, but it's still a minis game. Yeah. I come from the collectible minis world, which is maybe a little closer to X-Wing, so it wasn't quite my cup of tea, but it looked nice. Mm-hmm. So they've got um, 40K. Um, they have a bunch. They have a few different types of 40K. Uh, 40K Champs, 40K Sunday RTT, Long War Doubles, uh, Age of Sigmar Championships, and then they have... That's Legion. the fantasy version. Yeah, then they have Legion and X-Wing. Legion so, is the other one. Okay, yes. gotcha. No Armada... No, no Armada. Dare I speak his name? No Imperial Assault? Oh, no. Definitely no Imperial Assault. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss off-air what it is you mean by that inflection. Oh, I'm just saying that that game just doesn't really exist anymore. (laughs) Mm, It's all a figment of our imagination. That game's complete, Joe. (laughs) Oh, it's complete, eh? That's a complete game. Just like Young Jedi? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well... There are some things going on in X-Wing, Steve. Yes, there are lots of things going on in X-Wing. We assume. We assume there's things going on. That's what I hear. I keep seeing things on Facebook. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't 
I you guys can't see the finger quotes while I'm sitting here, but on other podcasts are talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I I, I got to be honest. I'm not paying as much attention as I as I have in the past. I I need to get back into it. And so I've I've had a hard time staying focused without like tournaments to kind of. Well, that's why we had Jeff coming on. He's supposed to be our straight man. He's the guy that actually plays a bunch of games. But, right. You know, Jeff. God damn it, Jeff. Jeff. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, next time, buddy. Yeah. So so for Cherokee Open, um, you know, we're waiting on. The new rules they have not, yeah. you know, they kind of buried the lead there. But uh, this is the weirdest preparation for a tournament that I've seen in. Yeah. In so many. It's been years since I've seen anything like this. Yeah, it really so, is. So I'm trying to figure out how to prepare for this tournament. And at the moment, they are planning. If the new rules come out I, in time, I'm guessing like the, the deadline for lists is like Thursday night. Thursday night at midnight, yeah. Yeah, so I'm assuming that, like, if the rules come out sometime Thursday during the day, they're still going to they're gonna go with them. And then, but if it comes out after after the, the, the deadline, like if it comes out Friday, can't really go with them by then because then everybody's submitted their lists and the lists may not be functional anymore after that rules change. So That will be a thing we, sh- we will discuss tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, they're going with uh, basically the LVO uh, rule set, which is like a hybrid. Um, so... Assuming the okay, new rules don't officially drop. Let's assume that most people listening to this podcast have a pretty good idea what each of the new rules entails, right? Like what it means. Yeah. But let's go through it as a list, Steve. Can you throw it at me, the original Florida man yes. who understands little to nothing? Yeah. And give me just like a checklist of this is a thing that's happening and this is a thing that's not. Yeah. And so- this is assuming that they use. Okay. So let's start what, slightly. What, let's let's go to the prequels real quick here. Okay. There is no way in hell they're using the standard 2.0 rules as I know them, right? That's not no, an option that's on the no, table. The, the printed rules that are... are the things are that came in that core box, I can throw that the out. the official rules are not going to be used, no. Okay. That's so, not a thing that's happening. Okay. That's not a thing that's happening. And we will not be referring to 1.0 rules. No. Okay. So we will, be, we, we will be using essentially, as of right now, as of this recording, unless FF, unless uh, AMG actually releases the official new rules, we will be using uh, the hybrid rules, which were used at the Las Vegas Open um, about a month ago. So okay. those start with road. So that's okay. using road, which I, I think everybody is fine with at this point. That is kind of what... They have I, I think all the bitching that is to be done about that has already been done. There's probably no in that. Yeah. yeah, there's no yeah. bitching left for that one. But also, people have had a chance to practice that. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've known that's coming. There's no real mm-hmm. reason to be unprepared yeah, for that. There's, there's no real secrets to road at this point. I think we 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 all know how that's going to work. Uh, so that will be official. We will also be using deficit scoring. Um, so that that and that is another one that's not not that big a deal. I think every, every and that one that one we've known about since road as well. I think there was a largely a shrug there, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and then overlapping. So this is a big one that is like, you know, obviously they've given some explanation about over the overlapping rules on the stream, on some of the okay. streams, but I would say it's still pretty far from fleshed out. Um, I, mostly I think... in the erotic category, but uh, but yeah. Sure, sure. I, I, I think they said most of what the actual rules, like the... the rules reference rules will be on the other podcast whose name I don't know um, that I listened to though. Yeah. I did my research. 
But I believe when the two developers were on there, they they said out loud, read verbatim what those rules are going to be. And I think we're pretty clear on what that is. Yes. Oh, and the Fly Better podcast, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That's um, the stuff. Yeah. So there's been a pretty good amount of coverage, at least like them verbally saying what this stuff is going to be. <clears throat> so I we can use them. We're going to use them. They've used them at LVO. It went fine. So we're going to use them. But basically what that entails is the new ship overlapping rules. Uh, so one, if um, if you overlap a friendly ship, um, you have to roll an attack die on a hit or crit. That ship suffers one damage and skips its perform action step. If you overlap an enemy ship, you may perform a white focus action, treating it as red. Um, as, uh, white focus or calculate, depending on what is printed on your card. So you have to have that action printed on your card, which every, every ship should have. Um, and then you skip your perform your normal perform action step. Uh, then um, it says that the if at the end of the maneuver template the ship would be overlapping both a friendly and an enemy ship, you treat the effects um, using the friendly ship rules. So if you can't really if you were to, if you were to you know be overlapping two ships, you pick the friendly ship and you t- you know, roll for damage. Um, I mean that almost never happens though, right? I mean, isn't there? Wouldn't you always hit something first? Well. It happens. 90% of the time? Or? Well, like, I mean, conceivably, like, where you would land could be on top of multiple things. And I'm sure it happens a lot more than we think about because we never think about it. Sure. So, because you're playing a game and, like, something bumps and you're like... Because right now, the only thing that matters about bumping is the fact that you need to figure out your placement and you, and you don't get to take an action. And is that I get to take a little time to do a little railroad? I get to build a little train yeah. tracks? and Train tracks, yeah. I always... Do you do this, Steve, when, like, you're doing that and you build, like, the railroads for that? Do you make any sounds? Do you go, choo, 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 <laughs> um, choo, choo. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. But maybe I'll have to incorporate that. One other thing I do do, and I do that, too, is I do, I cut off at the pass, to use all sorts of uh, Western terms. I, uh, I do cut off a lot of bitching by letting my opponent, like, adjust the angle at the end so that later they can be, like, if something is like vaguely out of arc because of that, I'd be like, listen, I, I gave you the option. Like you can yeah. even fudge it and cheat me. And I wouldn't mind. Cause that's what playing as Joe is like, like I will give you the opportunity to cheat me so that I don't have to like have a moment where I have to decide whether or not to let you cheat me. Yes. Yeah. It's just easier if it happens and I, and I don't have to think about it. Yes. Yes. I'd like to, I like to make that a thing that I know is going to happen. So I don't have to be surprised. Mm-hmm. So anyways, those are the ship overlapping rules as we know them so far. Um, obstacles, uh, if a ship's final position overlaps an asteroid, a debris field, or a gas cloud, it cannot perform attacks until it is no longer on the obstacle. Uh, for asteroids, if you overlap an asteroid, you immediately suffer one damage. Then you roll an attack die on a hit or crit, you suffer another damage. If you are not overlapping an asteroid at the end of your fully completed maneuver, um, you still suffer the effects of the asteroid, but you get an action. So you don't do the skip your perform action step any longer. You only, I believe you only skip your perform action step if you were sitting on the obstacle. Um, okay. I guess, which would make sense because if like, you know, you land on the obstacle, then you just use your action to barrel or boost off of it or something. That's, you know, kind of, kind of useless. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, at least I believe that's what it, it doesn't say that in here, but I thought that was what it was. So, anyways, I don't know. 
I could be wrong. Again, these rules are really super not official. So, you know, if we get something wrong, whatever. (laughs) Now, those we're looking at currently, just to reiterate what we're talking about here. Yeah. These are the ones that were used at LVO. Yeah, these are the ones that were, I believe, were used. And they're not really formatted in the way rules would be written? Uh, Not particularly, no. It's It's just like a bullet points thing. Okay, okay. So not loving that, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So for debris clouds, um, if you overlap a debris cloud, you gain a stress token. Then you roll an attack die on a hit or crit. You suffer a damage. Um, And then on a gas cloud, um, if you overlap, you immediately break all locks on that ship. Um, Whatever any ships, any locks that ship has, or I was gonna say, is that coming and going? Apparently, yes. Yeah, it's coming and going. Um, Then. Gain one strain token, roll an attack die for each hit, gain one ion token, and for each crit, gain three ion tokens. Um, Seems a bit excessive, but all right. Yeah. Well, that's just for in order for to get, ships, get yeah. the big ships, yeah. Uh, then there's some slightly different rules for rigged cargo and spare parts canister. Obviously, you can't, they you can still shoot while on top of those other types of obstacles. Um, they didn't want there to be people to be able to, to use that as a get drop. out of jail free card. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but you still, uh, you gain a stress token, roll an attack die, hit or crit, uh, you gain a strain token. Okay. Um, so that's, so that's the rock rules. I mean, realistically they're different, but I don't know how much that really affects play. Um, I have always. Well, what just we want to talk about tonight is we're obstacles. trying to get prepped for this thing, right? Yeah. So what we really want to do is discuss how this is going to affect list building. Yes. Because Lord knows we're going to get a very finite number of games in between now and Thursday when this list needs to be done. I'll probably get two or three tops. <laughs> yep, that's about what I played on Fly Casual today, and I was pretty well sick of it by the end of that. So <laughs> so we really want to think about this from the perspective of how is this going to affect the list building that is due by Thursday by midnight. Yeah. I mean, I think what you've just said about the obstacles is a huge, a huge... factor in how you put this thing together right Mm -hmm. like i think we had a good idea whether you wanted to play rocks if you liked obstacles being punishing or you played gas clouds if you wanted obstacles to be beneficial Mm -hmm. i think that paradigm has changed significantly yeah but what what else do we have here let's let's go Uh, over these rules and we'll get down to what they mean yeah yeah so uh next up is the range zero attacks which is another big change this one i think will have kind of this one i think kind of has some pretty large impacts um but you can perform attacks against enemy ships at range zero which follow the these rules uh you do not add any range bonus uh and you cannot fire any secondary weapons so it's only primary printed arcs um uh i mean obviously if it's a turret that works too but uh you cannot modify your attack dice uh in any way you cannot modify your opponent's defense dice in any way the defender may modify their their defense dice. So it's a pretty weak shot, but it can still, it, there is definitely potential for these range zero shots to do a, sh- a lot of damage. I mean, there's a couple of, a couple of other things that I want to bring up about that. Yeah. Um, gosh, I should save this for later. Um, one of the things that's in the Cherokee rules, like the, what they've posted, is that ability, it says their exact wording is abilities with range zero attack will treat as range one. So I think anything that's currently printed with it, you can attack something at range zero. Yeah. 
we'll still be able to do that, obviously, but we'll treat it as range one. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's still good though. Well, like if it's, it's still unmodified, is that useful? Um, no, I don't think. I th- I think they can still modify. I think the idea behind that is that if it's somebody that gets a range zero attack, they are like like under the old rules, they got a range zero attack. So under the new rules, they essentially still get that spirit of that. They they get a normal, they get a range one attack at range zero. So they get to modify and they get to do all the stuff. Sure. Um, so I think that's what that's there for, but like, like, cause there's, you know, it does affect some stuff like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Arvel Krennic could fire at yeah. range one before, right? Yeah. So he can still fire at range or he can fire at range, range zero, zero now yeah. and always could, but like before he could modify it. I think that was important. I think he still can modify it. I think that's the idea is that it's a, essentially he's treating it as a range. Oh, they're treating attack. it as a range one as opposed to a range zero with the bonus. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it basically takes away all of those range zero um, detriments. Here's a figure I'd like to talk about in this discussion. I'll throw it at you not having prepared you for this. Okay. You know who I think might be kind of a... Like if you're walking into this saying, I want to abuse how new these rules are and not fleshed out they are, right? If you want to say that I think these are going to be a big enough factor that I'm going to build around them specifically. Yeah. God, Chopper in the VCX seems like a real pain in the keister. Um, he is at the start of the engagement phase. Each enemy ship at range zero gains two jam tokens. Uh-huh. So what I'm, so that whole bit about I can't modify my shot, which I still can't, totally fine. <laughs> But I'm rolling four dice, and I have removed your ability to modify this in any significant way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that seems pretty good. Brutal. That's that good. seems brutal. Yeah. I would like to point out that I believe he is the cheapest of the VCX. He is, in fact, yes. 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 Chopper is cheap. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think there's. This is one of those. This is one of those rules that like. <laughs> there's going to be some real weird swingy things, that happen on these range zero attacks. You know, like you'll have somebody. I mean. Natty's happen, right? And like people are gonna you know, four dice, they happen more yeah. often. Yeah. I mean Natty's happen. You're you're gonna have people roll natural all you know, three hits, critting two hits, whatever it is, and then somebody blank out or something on a range zero attack, and um, you know, that's uh, it's gonna it's gonna have a big effect on the game. <laughs> um. So I'd also like to point out before we move on to to how these things probably will and won't be ruled or what's going to happen. I mean, I won't put the uh, the headline here quite yet, but uh, Zebarellius is still legal as a crew that can yeah. go on chopper. Yep. So what you're telling me is at range zero you can perform a five die attack on someone. Yes. That since we're treating this as range one, I can modify. Uh, yeah. And I'm jamming him twice. Yes. What about that doesn't seem broken? Um, no, it seems pretty good for sure. I mean, it's just, I think it's like, maybe it's not broken. Like, like I said, this is a, the Wild West. We don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. 67 points worth of maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big maybe. It's a lot of maybe here. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of maybe coming off this plan. But it, it begs the big question I want to get going out of this talk that we're having live that other people have to listen to. Or don't have to. I suppose they could turn it off if they want to. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, fuck that. Um, 
Do you think we, we I want to come out of this with some understanding of whether or not we think these rules changes are big enough to build around, or we're just going to play the same old X wing we always did with maybe a little bit of secret sauce for these changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you just change just enough to make it playable in this environment, or whether you realize that this environment is a whole new ball game, and if you walk in there with your own ball and no one knows how to stop you, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just just from you know having seen you know the LVO, which was played with these rules. Sure. Um, I would say that <clears throat> I, I I think a lot of people at this point I think people we're at the point right now where I think people are kind of reaching into the old the old bag and pulling out some of the old tricks that they think might fit with these rules changes. Um, like the winner of LVO was a seer swarm, which we haven't really seen much of since really since like worlds 2019 um where it was still fairly popular um but the seer swarm you know now he flew it differently and i think a lot of that comes from the bumping rules and um then and in some of the uh in some of the obstacle rules and stuff so he was flying it in more of uh little groups as opposed to in like a one big formation so i think one thing that's going to have a a lot harder time and you probably won't, you'll probably see go on the decline is formation flying swarms. So anything that flies in like a block, like, 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 uh, uh, runner swarms, that type of thing. You think the possibility of being multi blocked multiple times in your own ships is just going to eat your life. Yes. Yeah. I I think you're probably right about that. I don't think, I don't think like a hell runner swarm, (coughs) if it has been a thing in a while, but even the classic hell runner swarm, has any way of dealing with taking one to two to three damage from bumping it into itself in a round? Not really, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if, if you, you know, you make, I mean, we've all seen it with a, with a swarm where they somebody makes kind of the one wrong maneuver or they, they move one ship before another ship and they move out of order and, and it causes chain bumping galore. Well, they've yeah. often been okay with that because they're still using the mod from, well, yeah, from yeah, Howrunner. Plus being at, generally speaking, close range yeah. to... Yeah. Still light somebody it was, up. It was forgiving enough that it, it didn't matter that much that you did that. Like it sucked. You lost your actions, some actions and whatever, but you still had Howl Runner. You still had, you know, Iden Versio protecting you and other other abilities. So it wasn't that big a deal. But like now it's a big deal. You know, you if you're running in a tight formation and you make the wrong maneuver and you bump into yourself all over the place, um, and take like, you know, three or four damage on a turn across across a few different ships <laughs> that's that's pretty hurtful um especially on ships that only have three health so i i think you know anything that kind of flies that way intrinsically is is going to be a little um kind of you know reduced um or, i mean not to say that like how runner a lot of, a lot of people are playing how runner swarms recently but you know that's the uh, how runner swarm. Those are things that kind of come back. They they cycle back in the meta whenever there's like an opportunity. So whenever an opportunity arises, the points come down a little bit or something happens or whatever. That's an old standby that will pop back in, into the meta whenever, whenever it has an opportunity to be good. Um, but I think that type of formation flying is going to be really really tough and really dangerous um, with these new with these new overlapping rules. So okay. So moving on from from so we have range zero shooting is a thing that we are that is almost 
like guaranteed going to happen now, right? Because it's either part of the LBO rules or it will be part of the new yeah, yeah. AMG rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the thing we have to, to sort of deal with. So, so far we've talked about there's going to be road. That's just a thing. There's going to be um, new obstacle rules. Mm-hmm. There's going to be bumping into your own guys. Uh, yep. And taking damage for it, I guess, is yes. the important part of that. Yep. There will be range zero shooting. That was an LVO thing. Yep. Okay, so that's a guaranteed. Yep. All right. So what's is there anything else as part of the LVO rules that we have not gone over? Uh, the tractoring rule, which isn't like a huge deal, but um, so you can no longer tractor ships onto obstacles. Um, I guess they decided that this is something that the developers talked about, and they decided. I think they decided that basically because with the obstacles now being um, so severe, extra, extra. Yeah, punitive. Ex- extra punitive. Um, that tractors being able to do that was extra, extra punitive. Because um, now, because if you could tractor somebody onto an obstacle, you're giving them minus one defense die and then putting them on an obstacle where they can't shoot from. They have, you know, possibly take two damage on an asteroid. You know, <laughs> like it's it's kind of nasty. So, um, so yeah, I think that was why they decided that which is fine by me i mean i think i've always thought tractoring was kind of a wasn't wasn't my favorite uh thing in x-wing that's fair yeah um let's talk a little bit about the list building at lvo yeah so i am given to understand that some ships have not yet been produced in 2.0 and that those are not legal yeah so we're using the black box format as it's been called so basically anything that has been any ship that has been produced in a black box um, is usable. So that basically means if that ship, um, in whatever kind of form it came in, uh, okay. you know, so it, it, it doesn't have to have like a solo pack or something like that, but like uh, any of those squadron packs that, you know, brought in particular ships or whatever that may or may not have existed. And um, so I think that's why, like, I can't, I don't know, I can't remember what ships have been black box or not, but regardless, there's a bunch of ships that we won't have access to, um, and there is a special um, version of Yasby that they have up to use that has all the stuff you can't use removed, so you don't okay. accidentally use it, um, which is good and helpful. And, yeah, no, uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, for Black Box, that does not include conversion kit? Um, it doesn't include the conversion kit unless that ship... Um, unless the actual out, plastic mini unless has, the actual plastic mini has been produced somewhere else if the plastic mini has been produced somewhere else then any like upgrades pertinent to that ship would be that may have come in those kits uh would be usable hmm. so so yeah i think uh basically once the plastic mini exists all things related to that plastic mini are usable with no matter where they um where they came out in 2.0 okay well, that's interesting. I believe. You said there's some notable exceptions, um, some things that that I would suspect is, would be in there that are not. There is some. There is a there is a banned list. Um, so basically, uh, they're kind of going by what has been announced to be the theoretical banned list from um, AMG. So any upgrades that let you look at opponents' dials are banned. Um, any upgrades or pilots that allow you to change your dial are banned, and any upgrades that allow you to take actions before. Your activation phase, such as supernatural reflexes and advanced sensors, are banned. 
Uh, and then a couple of individual cards, Intimidation, Luke Skywalker, Gunner, and Inertial, Damp and Inertial Dampeners. So anything that falls in those categories um, is being banned for this tournament. A lot of the stuff that's in that is will probably end up in the ban list that uh, AMG is going to be putting out since they have pretty much said as much. But they haven't given an official list of cards yet, so we don't know if there's any weird exceptions yet. But um, So, yeah. So that stuff you will not be able to use. So what I'm hearing to summarize that that last point is when in doubt, definitely go to this Yasby. Definitely use the Yasby link. But with it is interesting because we were discussing a specific card before the show that I thought may be banned. That was interesting because it doesn't change a dial. And we yeah. were kind of splitting hairs about whether changing maneuver once you've, you've, yeah, once you've already brought it up, counted as changing a dial. Yeah. Turns out, Steven, that doesn't matter at all because the aggressor doesn't exist in this format anyway. Well, there you go. <laughs> cool. So those games I played earlier, <coughs> maybe not the most productive. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So now that we've talked about what the LVO rules look like, I think we hit all the points on that, right? I think all the, all the major things we're talking about, yeah. What's the difference between that and if AMG pops up with a rules document now i'll take my one cheap shot and i'll move on for the day now even if they did release this document god only knows where they would put it is <laughs> it on the fucking website yes. but let's assume they put out on they let's assume they <laughs> i was gonna make a joke about twitter but i couldn't think <laughs> of anything not dirty to call twitter other than twitter so yeah <laughs> let's assume they tweet her out with something that's actually a stereo term. Let's assume they tweet her out a rules document. What would be the difference between this and the LVO? Well, uh, the biggest difference is that there would potentially be scenarios, scenario play for the tournament. So um, they have announced that there are going to be four scenarios for standard tournament play. Um. They haven't said if there will be other types of formats or how they're gonna do that yet, and that's and that's where all that's where all the big questions really come up is is around the scenario play and all this other kind of stuff. So they have announced some information about the scenario play, but not nearly enough to really actually act effectively try to play with the scenarios. Um, so that's probably why they're not in this scoring in this uh, in the in this uh, kind of hybrid rule set that we're going to be using. Okay. Most likely. Uh, because at this point, I don't believe AMG is going to put out the rules. I hope I'm proved wrong when tomorrow morning I wake up and they're there. But, I, you know, I just I just don't believe. Um, I'm going to go see. with, at the very least, and I know, I know, I'm going to choke on my own hater. Right? I think at the very least, they put them out at like 5 o'clock and then dip out for the days. So I have to listen to everybody whining and bitching. But Yeah, yeah. especially since That's what I would those... do. I would, put it, I would put it out as soon as I was yeah. leaving the office. Maybe even set it on a delay. Well, definitely just put it on a timer. I, I would say oh, yes. A, yeah, I, would, I, would I wouldn't say... listen to that the day I put it out. Yeah, no. I'd put it on That's a, a tomorrow problem. For about 30 minutes after everybody leaves the office. And, yes. Um, yes. You know, in their West Coast time, so it's about 3. That, you know, that would be, you know, maybe 8.30 our time. So that's pretty. Yeah, once the nerds time. have gone home and had a couple of drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I would say that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So there's there's these four scenarios, <laughs> and um, so we have no idea what's going to happen if the rules actually drop, and then they say, because as as of right now, the plan for Cherokee is if the rules drop, we're going to use them. 
So that may, you know, that may change. In the I next feel like days. there's, you know, but, hey, I don't know how to run a tournament, but uh, I don't tell you how to discipline your blonde kid. But um, man, I would have put maybe a cutoff on that. Yeah, well, I think the cutoff at this point is probably like Thursday. It's, it's, it's pretty quick. That's, oh, yeah, I'd have put nice. more of a cutoff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm fine with it at this point because honestly, I do, I want to play with the new stuff even if I barely know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even. Like, I don't even care. I just want to use it. Like, I want to know what it is, and I want to start playing with it. Because I, I, right now, we're in this weird uh, liminal space of, of like, X-Wing rules purgatory. And I just want, like, the, the actual rules to exist. That's all. <laughs> I'm actually with you, Steve, because I like Anarchy or the capital A. So, I actually, yeah. you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Um I actually think it'd be fun. I that's that's what's drawing me to this tournament, right? So I'm still on the fence about whether I'm going to go to this. Um, yeah. Not because I don't love X Wing or want to go and hang out with you guys, but because uh, Voltaire is coming to town. I actually, want to see Voltaire. Yes. Um, I believe a a a some sort of nerd themed burlesque too. So you know. Oh yeah, yeah. that's always might, thing. might see some specific X Wing friends of ours those, that I won't name. Are those the same <laughs> night? Uh, no, uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I can okay. go to food truck and then go to burlesque and then wake up the next morning. Or afternoon, just in time to go to Voltaire. Okay, that works. Uh, yeah, see, see, I, so I got options, you know, yeah. options galore. Um, but I am really drawn to the idea that this could be just complete and total and utter chaos, right? Yeah. Like, because let's not, let's not mince words about this. If they release the rules for these scenarios on Wednesday, do you have any idea what a Charlie Foxtrot a tournament on Saturday looks like? Oh, uh, yeah, totally. But in, it's the first it's, 15 minutes of every round will be everybody rereading that scenario and be like, so I do yeah. what now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't need, like I said, it's, it's, that's kind of just like, I mean, if that, it, like, I kind of hope it happens. And I really like, cause like I said, I just want to play him at this point. I don't really even give a fuck if, if, if we're doing it right or wrong. Like, as far as I'm concerned, if I, if I were to show up on Saturday morning and there, and the rules came out and we're like, that's what we're using now. And I'm like, cool. Let's go for it. Like, like I just want to use them at this point. It's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I really want there to be a giant screen in there where they just play the scene from Batman 1989. It's like, yeah. you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's just get crazy here. So, um, like, there's no rules. Steve, put your shirt on. There's one rule. There's one rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, so, you know, I just want to play them. I just want to get to try them at this point. And, I, and honestly, if, if the rules do drop this week and we end up playing with these and we end up actually playing the scenarios, I'm honestly not going to build for the scenarios because I have no fucking idea what any of that really. You think is it's hopeless? You think there's 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 just too too many variables for this week to figure out? Yeah, I, I'm just gonna at that point I'm just gonna be like, all right, what's something I know how to fly that's that's legal in black box? You know what I mean? Like something I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna basically put together something that I'm used to flying. You have a really good point. I tried. To, I actually, we uh, we tested this before we got on the air. I played three games today on Fly Casual, which yeah. is which is like six months worth of X Wing for me. Not a single one of the lists I built is actually legal. Yeah. <laughs> like everything had something in there that's not even like a thing in, in, in black box. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? I've never even heard of this. Yeah. So, <sighs> I, I mean, and honestly, even as the rules stand now, I'm probably going to play just something I'm comfortable with because I, I haven't really had enough time to, I haven't put in any real like thought or effort into all the different bumping rules and that kind of stuff and like how that really changes what I fly. I mean, you know, I'm probably going to play, I'm probably going to play some like triple aces or like two aces and a support, which is like 
kind of really my favorite archetype. And I'm probably but that's going to be that's going to be challenging right now, Steve, because yeah. the for, for starters, what you have been playing lately involved things like the Lambda and the Phantom, which are not. Well, not that, a is, thing. that is a big issue in the black box is that literally like the entire squad that I re- like really have been loving uh, the past year or so is com- is completely unusable. So but also, I mean, there's there's things that you you certainly have been using that that I wouldn't. They're not going to be part of this, right? Like you're not advanced censoring anymore. I mean, um, that's not a thing you've been doing a lot. I haven't been but, used, I haven't really used But you've been sensors. using what's the Vader one, the passive sensors. Oh, passive sensors. Um is that legal? Passive sensors is, yeah. Cuz that Are you sure, are you sure now? Yeah, cuz it, it it doesn't it's not it doesn't that's just an action you take. It just it just moves. That is it. in fact legal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll give it to you, Steve. So, not that I'm going to play passive sensors necessarily. I actually um, I actually prefer collision detector Vader, but um, the only reason I played passive sensors for a while was because of. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Like collision detector is actually legal right now. Oh yeah, collision detector is legal right now, and it's probably too cheap for the new, considering the new obstacle rules. It's currently six points, yep. but uh, yeah, it is. Like, but that's what I really wanted to have an episode. Like, I actually begged Steve to let us record tonight because I really wanted to talk about some of the things like that. Things like that are like the. I think Chopper with Zebarellius is broke, broke is not broken, but just too good. It seems really good, especially with the with with those range zero rules, and especially and plus he's a low pilot skill. So literally, you just want somebody to bump into you so you can just rail them. He's a low pilot skill and he's gigantic, so you're just gonna you know you're gonna cover a lot of space. You're yeah, and they're gonna run things. into you. They're yeah. not gonna get an action if somehow they find a token. You're gonna jam them twice, or that's preemptive, so you can jam them for the next turn, and you're yeah. gonna throw five dice into them. Yeah, that seems murderous. Doesn't seem bad. It does not. It yeah. seems maybe better than it should be. Well, collision detector, I think, is particularly too good right now. Yeah, I think collision detector is super good right now um, with the way the obstacles are. Because, because you know, anybody who can utilize the obstacles like even more, part you know, is 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 going to have a bit of an advantage. And I, and I honestly think collision detectors are going to be even better once the scenarios come into play. Um. Because I think collision detectors allow you to manipulate the scenario opti- um, objectives a lot more easily. Um, Do we have any information on the scenarios? A little bit. Okay. So we know that there's. Uh, so yeah, there's four of them. One of them. One of them is just dogfighting. It's chance engagement. It's dogfighting. I think it has some sort of objective in there just to kind of at least force people to like get in the center of the board and fight. But I don't think it's like. It's not nearly as convoluted as any of the other ones. Um, And then there's uh, zone control, um, which is basically just control and objective. I think uh, that was the one they believe they demoed on the stream. And I think you did. They put out a number of objective tokens um, as part of like, you know, your turn zero placing of obstacles and everything. And there were rules to how those could be placed. I don't remember them now, but um, you put those down and then. Um, if you had a ship within range one of those one of those objectives, you got a point for it. Um, small base ships count as one ship. Medium and large base ships count as two ships. So if there's uh, two, if there's a friendly and an enemy small base ship, uh, nobody gets the point um, contesting it. Uh, if you have two ships and your opponent only has one and they're contesting it, then you get the point. So that's that's basically how it works. But um yeah so that one was fairly 
I mean, fairly simple in that regard. Um, and then there's a snatch and grab, which is basically like a, you know, pick up the, uh, pick up the, like, uh, you know, what is it? What am I thinking of? Like, uh, why am I forgetting? Uh, so a container or something? Well, yeah, you pick up a container thing, or, or I think it's like, it's supposed to be like an astromech maybe or something. I don't know, but you pick something up and then you, you just have to run around with it. So as long as you're holding it, I think you get a point at, <coughs> at the end of every round. So basically whatever ship picks that thing up becomes the target. So you need to, the, you, you need to, if, if your enemy picks it up, whatever ship you picked it up with, you need to target and get rid of. Okay. Because um, once you destroy that ship, then the objective hits the, hits the floor basically. And then it, it can be picked up again. Um, then there's a uh, control so basically it's kind of similar to the zone control except um as opposed to controlling the things by just having stuff near it you have to tag you tag the uh point the um uh the obstacle or the objective uh, tokens so you you basically go up close enough to one tag it and then um i think you get points for that until somebody comes around and untags or ta or tags it for themselves so basically you know, if you you can get some out there, and your your opponent would have to kind of come back around and, and tag it in order to like stop you from getting points for it. So it's, um, but I believe that's how it works from the description I heard. Again, I could be totally wrong because none of this is written down. This is just what I've heard on random places. God forbid. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, that those are the four basic scenarios. Um, Whew, that is a lot. Okay, I mean, yeah. let's let's work backwards from that. So. Because so many of these involve either holding terrain or going to a specific point, I mean, how big of a list do you think you play now? How many ships is necessary to compete in those scenarios? I mean, I, I think squad... Do you squad. play a larger squad because you need to tag these things, or do you play a smaller squad because you need to be able to not run into yourself? Yeah, and that's the question. Well, I think you could still play a, a bigger squad, like in like a six, seven ship kind of kind of squad. I, I think you just can't play them in a, in a tight formation anymore. You have to spread them out, which may okay. work better for this for some of these scenarios, anyways. Um, especially something like zone control, where if you've got, you know, six, seven, if you have six or seven ships, you can pretty easily contest three, uh, three objectives per turn. And, and 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 have a pretty reasonable confidence you're going to win most of those um so you know i think that's one way to do it but um but you also i mean you, you, so the other thing with scenarios is now you go with scenarios you go to 20 points so you get like a point for every objective thing that you get throughout a game and then you get uh points rounded up for uh the ships you kill so if a ship is worth 25 points uh you divide by 10 making it 2.5 and then round up so it's three points so uh so you get three points for destroying that ship we uh we definitely talked about me being more positive on the show before the um before we started recording tonight uh -huh. but i'd like to talk about how much i hate that and oh all, I think all i'm gonna do is say that's some stupid shit. Oh, it's it's. And that's all I have. I mean, like, I don't really want it. Like, I know some people like math wing. I don't like math, so I hope I'm not. Um, I hope I'm not missing something, or I hope I am missing something. 
Actually, I hope I'm missing something. Because that sounds Because otherwise I have no fucking idea why it needs to be 20 points. Why can't it be 200? And then you use... Just multiply those other things by 10 you, yeah, so that it fits the rest of the scale of the piece. game. Yeah, that I have no idea why we're doing it this way. Um, nobody has explained this yet. I haven't seen any reason for it, really. There may be some weird hidden reason in there that I'm not seeing. But I'm not seeing it. So, I don't know. If somebody has a has a, has a idea of why this is the way to do it, as opposed to just going with the 200-point base of the game... Uh, that wouldn't involve any extra math. I I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, the other thing to bring up uh, uh, with this too is, and this is a big part of of these scenarios, is that uh, apparently there's there will not be half points for for um, anything other than the chance encounter, like the dogfight scenario. I think that's a huge bit of this. I think that's really huge, and I think that. But I feel like we. I really wish Jeff practice. was here so he could explain to us some of the, <laughs> the the strategy nuances of this because, like, that feels to me like that feels to me like you want to play big ships that might not get killed in the seventy five minute time limit, right? Yeah, tanky I mean, kind of stuff feels better in these, right? Yeah, yeah, I think tank. But also, stuff. I need to tag these objectives, so maybe I want to play a bigger squad. Well, I mean, regens. I mean, reg- anything that can regen and survive sounds pretty fucking awesome in a lot of in in these in a lot of these especially like snatch and grab where you can just like imagine if you if you take like you know was it like a fucking obi-wan or anakin in in the in a in a regenning delta 7b and just like picked up the freaking the thing and just and just ran around with it all game and like i mean i mean you're just regenning and like nobody can catch you Or, I mean, a lot or, of this sounds to me like they just have a hard on for A wings, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's yeah like, it feels A-wings. like most of these scenarios are won by things that are cheap, tag an objective, and run away. Yeah, yeah. So like I, that pig I, and the Geico commercials. Wee. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the the taking away the half points is very strange to me. Um, I'm sure they have the reasons for it. Again, I don't know what those are. They don't make sense to me, but maybe they'll make sense once we see all the rules. So. Um, so yeah, but it's kind of weird because, you know, they, they, they made this whole pronouncement, um, before the, before these, before they announced this part of the, the scenario rules, they made this a couple of weeks beforehand. They had said that, oh, there will be no more, um, regening half points, right? So once you're half, once you get the half points, they're yours. You keep and it's like, and it's like, yay, you know, like, cause I think that's a thing a lot of people have wanted for a long time. I don't, I think that's a pretty I could get down for that. I've yeah. I've had, you know, in my limited experience, I've had a number of games where I felt like I did good work on something and they're like, Well, I regen them so you didn't get anything. I'm like Yeah. I love this yeah, game. That's 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 real that's real dumb. So Well, um, here here's the thing, because one of the things I struggle with when it comes to enjoying this game sometimes is that I feel like I don't enjoy the end game of this almost at all. Mm-hmm. And that's just another factor where it's like, here's another thing that makes me dread the end game where I did a bunch of work into things and then they found some way to get it back and it's like I just I want the game to end at 45 minutes every time. Yeah. So. So yeah, I I don't know. Apparently there's there won't there will not be half points during the other scenarios. Um uh, I I'm not again, I'm not really sure why. Maybe they thought the only thing I could think of is that they thought it was leading to the games some games ending too quickly because you were having between scoring points on objectives and half points, you were hitting 20 a lot more like too Sooner, quickly. Yeah. 
and, and that's the only that's the only thing I can think of, and that might be true, but I, not from I my perspective. Don't know that. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Maybe Gee, that'd be a shame if I had time to go grab a beer in the parking lot between well, rounds. You know what they could have done? They had it in a casino so I could play three hands of blackjack between yeah, rounds. Yeah. No, what they could have done is made it, you know, base two hundred points, and then they could have made the objective points worth like five apiece instead of ten, because they, you know, could have done that. <laughs> And you know, I, I think the last six months of X Wing have told you that AMG can do pretty much whatever they want, and they don't care what you think. No, no, they don't give a fuck. What I think. I, I, that's, that's obvious. Yeah, your opinion means bantapudu. Yeah, it means jack shit. But you know, we'll see. Um, regardless, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll see how all the scoring stuff works out. I have my questions about it, but we'll see. <laughs> I certainly want to try it. I know that much. I want to try it. <laughs> I want to try it in a tournament where people travel the long way and really watch people get bent out of shape because that's just how I get off. Oh. <laughs> like that, that's I, you know, if I don't, if I do end up going to this, I think I'm gonna have a lot of fun just watching people just lose their yeah. shit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like I said, I like I'm really, really, really hoping the rules come out and we end up using them because I just want to try them out. That's 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 where I'm at. Um, I'll be happy either way. I just want to play X-wing, but. Um, but I, but I, I do have this, uh, this secret wish. Well, not really a secret wish. I just want it to happen. I just want to play the new rules. I, I want the finality of it. I want it. I want it nailed down and be definite instead of this weird thing where, where we're kind of wondering: Are new rules coming out, or are you just waiting to announce the game is over? Which I know you're not supposed to say on air because it's doom saying. <laughs> But you guys make me nervous when I don't hear anything from you for a while. They, so you know. They make me nervous when they say the rules will be out by the end of January, and then the rules will be out by mid-February, and then they're not out, and it's almost the end of February. So that that makes that all that stuff makes me nervous. I, I'm not big enough to be a football player, but I may be <coughs> lanky enough to be a kicker. So when you move the goalposts, that really bothers me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't good yeah. enough to play quarterback, but I might be able to be the punter. And I want you to leave them goalposts right where they're at. And, and my understanding is that the, the that all the new rules and all the stuff is currently in Disney licensing hell. So I get it. I understand that Disney is probably dragging their feet on on releasing the, the releasing you to release the stuff because of licensing reviews. Whatever. I get it. It's just annoying. But to quote <laughs> Transmetropolitan, man, people's attention spans just ain't what they used to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. You better move fast because people forget awfully fast these yes, days. Exactly. So, all right. Well, so, so what do you think? What do you think uh, you would play at this point? What do you What do you think? Well, the things I built earlier today actually were some interesting theory crafting, and I'll just throw them out there just for, so that people can uh, be like, "Oh, this is what Joe does when he's not around," and none of them are illegal anymore, right? So, I actually played a really interesting list with Lebo because I think Lebo is good in a way. Yeah. Like you. He's not great. Like, he's not going to win tournaments. But I actually played him with K2SO on a different ship so you can get multiple. Because I really don't want you to get multiple calculates on him. Because yeah. that would be broken. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he's really funny with that. And I really... What is that great, like, illicit upgrade that I really like now? The um, overclocked modulators or something of that oh, nature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give you, like, three... Uh, they give you three calculate tokens for a round and then, you know, bite you in the butt for it later. But man, Lebo with three of those is like god mode. It's yeah. just so much fun. Uh, over two um, modulators, yep. Yep. So I played that, and I actually really I liked that. Um, I played a couple of different Iggy builds, which are apparently not even vaguely legal, so that's a thing. 
So I have to go back to where I go to, and I, I did check to make sure it's legal. And what I've been playing for a while and really enjoying is just playing. I like Lando, and I always enjoy playing Lando. I think his ability has been great in 2.0. They've yeah. been pretty aggressive with his point cost this whole time. So I would just play Lando again. I would play Hera because I think Hera's ability is just generally useful. I don't think you're ever going to be unhappy to have that ability on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time you play that, you're like, I will find something to do with this. And although her point cost is ridiculous, like, it is funny. I'm looking at it right now. She's 13 points more than the next most expensive uh, uh, A-Wing. God, that cap is bizarre. Yeah. Like, Wedge and Sabine are 35 each. Hera and Ahsoka are 48 and 49, respectively. It's like, yeah. Good lord, you are paying out the nose for those abilities. Um, um, I tried it in a B-Wing. and yeah. Well, eh. the hair the ability is that really good. And the Ahsoka ability, you're basically paying for all the force. Yeah, the Hera in a B-Wing, <coughs> I tried that, and it's just a weird thing where, like, you have to make it work in ways that don't really work, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I prefer, like, I prefer the A-Wing version myself. I have seen people have success with the B-Wing. I mean, the A-Wing has focus, evade, and target lock built in, whereas yeah. the B-Wing does not. Yeah. You have to make it work in strange ways that I don't know that I enjoyed as much. Yeah. So what I'm really sort of looking at is either going to be a Lando, Lando-Hara build um, with something for the third one, probably either um, Dutch, because I love saying go Dutch every time I use his ability. Yeah. It's like, we'll go Dutch, and we'll each get a, four, uh, <laughs> a target lock. Um, one of the build that I actually was enjoying was actually a non-unique build, which I don't play very often in X-Wing since the early days, right? Like, since... I think the last time I really enjoyed playing a build that was based around non-uniques was, like, double fire spray in a Doom shuttle back in, like, Wave 2 or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really kind of like a resistance build with Hondo on Noden. Um, yeah. I like that action economy of being able to use Hondo's ability on there and get an extra, like, coordinate on that one. I think it's pretty good. And I think in that build, you can usually fit a trio of T-70s basically naked. I think you might be able to fit something on them, but I forget what it is. And then a, um, I like, and I actually really like this in the current environment, too, is a, you can do whatever the smallest fireball is with the droid that gives that does a reroll on the it does the reroll on the attack dice of whatever he has target locked so you can kind of lock down a bigger ship like if they're playing a boba fett one and do the reroll to them mm-hmm. and also use that fireball to block them and then light them up with with t70s i think it's versatile and i like it a lot yeah um it's versatile because hondo becomes good on offense and defense i love hondo obviously and i just want to play him yeah but you can hondo yourself because you can jam the fire the fireball and that's not a big deal. And then you can get a focus target lock with one of the T70s and that's a pretty pretty significant shot, right? Mm-hmm. But you can also use it on your opponent because there are plenty of times where jamming a guy that you already have the the negative reroll on makes him pretty much useless. No matter how good he is, you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be one of the best ships, it can be any sort of an ace, it can be a baron, it can be a is he still in the game? I don't even know. Um, it can be a Baron or it can be a Fet. It can be whatever. Once yeah. you once you're once he's jammed and you're re-rolling one of his attack dice, he's really not effective anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can do that usually by coordinating something they have that's stressed or useless or stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honda will find a way. <laughs> so it'd be between those two. I'll either play a Lando Hera list or a just a 
Hondo manipulating the New Republic. I like it. Or the Resistance, I suppose. Yeah. Whatever they're called. It's the Resistance. Oh, yes. It's the Resistance. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm i I'm kind of like, like I said, I don't know. I, I'm, I might go back to something just tried and true for me, um, which may be a terrible meta call, but I'm just going to fly it because I enjoy flying it. And well, because it's it. a wide open space again, which is what yeah. makes me want to go to this thing. Is like, you really do think that, you know, you ever seen a, you've seen the fifth element? Yeah. yeah. About a million times, right? About a million, about many times. Oh, I'll tell you, it's like what Zoran says, you know, chaos creates opportunity. You see? Yeah. God, Gary Oldman's great. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we put him in Star Wars? Oh, he's dead. Shit. Oh. He is dead, right? Is he? No, I think I just killed him. No, he died in Harry Potter, not in real life. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I was like, I don't think Gary Oldman's No, I'm dead. thinking John Hurt. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve, edit that out. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but man, Gary Oldman's great. He's great as Zoran. I love his speech about how all these little robots going around picking up the chaos, you see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he like knocking over cups and like the little the little sweeper bot, like you know. Like, I love that he's the villain. He never appears on screen with Bruce Willis in that whole movie. Yeah, right. They walk past each other once at the end of hallways, but they never look at each other. Yeah, they're never on screen at the same time. No, no, they never really like get to the same place. It's yep. it's a uh, it's it's interesting. I love that movie. I'm loving this chaos. I I all these little robots running around, giving them purpose. I fucking love that movie. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I probably go with something I'm just used to. Like I might even end up going back to like a Vader Sunter Reaper list, like I played back in like twenty. Oh, you're putting the Emperor on a Reaper instead of the now absent Lambda shuttle. Yeah, I mean, I could put the Emperor on a Reaper instead. Um, that seems decent. And it's okay. It's it, it's not bad. Um, or I can do like you know just like Vermeil, and then put a but ton of upgrades on like Vader and Sunter. So, you know, like I'm not putting as much into Vermeil with like the Emperor, but I'm just making Vader and Sunter better. So either way, I don't know, might be fun. Or, or I might swap the Reaper out for Duchess. Um, Cause I think. A little Sterling Archer action. Yeah. I mean, Duchess, like Duchess with Afterburners is always fun. Um, so, so yeah, something like that maybe. Or I might get like real like real crazy. It depends on how crazy I'm feeling by by Thursday night when I'm forced to put a list in. Um like maybe I do like Pover Pover Drive. I hate that we can't put a list in as we're driving up there. That would be way more fun. Yeah, that would be. It almost makes me want to leave on Thursday. <laughs> it's like driving up there we're like, what are we gonna put in Joe? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know that we want to take a day off from work, not get paid for it, and then go to the casino. <laughs> it seems like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, uh, I, maybe Pover Drive or like some weird resistance stuff. Um, what what is Pover Drive? You said it, so now I'm, I'm curious. So that's like, you know, Po um, with Florida man and ska enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. Florida man and ska enthusiast. Um, with, uh, what is the name of that upgrade? It's, uh... Uh, the overthrusters Overdrive thrusters. I did so, see those on the table the other yeah, day when you were playing. But you perform a red boost barrel or slam action, you must use a template one speed higher if available. So basically, Poe can do a two boost or two barrel roll, pretty much whatever he wants. Hmm. Um, which is pretty rad. 
So <laughs> I think I used rad there. We talked about Poe being in a ska band. Like, yeah, rad. Yeah, it's rad. <laughs> We're bringing the '90s back like a mother. <laughs> I mean, I get my uh, I, I get my two tone shoes and my my my, my wingtips. Be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know i think uh i might i don't know it depends on how crazy i'm feeling thursday so what we're saying is i think i can summarize this for us right here and right now we have no idea what the hell is going to happen we have no idea how we're going to approach it not really well, god I, it feels I, great actually yeah, I, yeah. I i almost want to go to this steve i know I, i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna approach it through comfort i'm gonna approach it through making myself comfortable um, because I, I, there's, there's enough other discomforts in, in, within, within the new rules and everything else going on that, that, uh, I think I just need to be comfortable with what I'm flying. So, so that's kind of where I'm at, but um, I feel like if I go to this tournament, I have to wear the suit. Yeah, of course. This might be the return of the suit tournament. Yeah. The suit's a good one. Oh man. All right. Um, so let's do some closing stuff here. Some yeah. some things to uh, to exit here. Um, Steve will be posting very soon the long-awaited Joe's email address. Yeah, I need to I need to finish up with that. I I we have a domain name. I need to get it attached to an actual email account. So I'm working on it. Uh, I I know I said last time I'd have it. I, I am working on it. I have not forgotten. There will be an email address for you to uh, to send all of uh, whatever the fuck you want to send, really. Um, yeah, I can't guarantee it'll all make it on the air, but it, the crazier it is, the more likely. Yeah, yeah, the, the weirder we will be doing an entire the weirder and more ridiculous whatever it is you send us is, um, the the more likely it is to to, to end up in in our yearly um, Joe's feedback review. Yep. Yeah. Um, if we see rules this week, you will see an additional episode this week. That is our promise to you. You will see an extra one where we will prepare for this tournament as people that know what's happening, as opposed to. Blind, drunken fools. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we which still, should be really interesting either way. We still won't know what's happening, but um, we'll have a better we'll idea, and we'll at least put a list out there for you guys to kibitz. Yeah, something like that. The other thing we have going on is um, if you guys go to our Facebook soon, we are going to be putting a poll up. Okay, we're going to be doing this new thing we do because one of the things I saw in the the panel I went to is that we're supposed to engage with you guys. Which, you know, the email is a good start, but we'll do better than that, right? We are accepting two things here. We are accepting ideas for what to put up in the poll. And specifically, we want you guys to vote. Here's how it's going to work, guys. All right, you ready for this? Pay real close attention because there's rules here. Rules are important. If you feel like the episode went well, you can vote that Joe drinks a good beer. If you feel like Joe really phoned it in and didn't pay attention or fell asleep, you can vote that Joe on the next episode has to drink a bad beer. And I will abide by this as long as the beer is somehow available in Jacksonville, Florida, and I can go and find it. I'm willing to drive a little bit, but let's not get weird about it. All right, guys, I'm not driving to fucking Canada for a pub yeah, or anything. I, well, if nothing else, we can fall back on our old tournament punishment. The line no, no, no. It has to be beer. I decided this on okay. the car ride home. It, it, no, no donchiladas. No, okay. no, okay. no, no seltzer beers or whatever. That's not fucking beer. And I'm so not let's debating say, that. Let's say the default is Natty Light. Uh, let's. I mean, I've drank. I actually have no problem with Natty Light. I can okay. drink that just fine. Well, that's like, we'll 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 go to the wisdom of the crowd. Go to our Facebook. 
Tell us what you think some good beers I should try are and some bad beers we should try are. Steve's going to edit this and do the poll. And whatever the people vote for, I'm willing to take whatever punishment sent my way as long as it's at least actually a beer. I'm not drinking a seltzer. I'm not drinking any hard no, sodas. Yeah, no seltzer, you can take yeah. the hard lemonade, stick them right where the lemons grow. Yeah, yeah. It has to be an actual beer. Only doing actual beer. Yeah. But I've had, some, of, I've had some bad beers in my time. Oh, I have too. And yeah. I'm not looking forward to some of these, but it will encourage me to pay attention, focus, and do a good episode, Steve. Okay. We're trying to we're trying to build here. Yes. I like it. We're not here to bum us out. <laughs> you know, we're a booster. <laughs> So, all right. Well, Steve, anything else you want to add to our our thing, or should we go? Anything else to add? Well, I mean, I hope to see uh, to see some people at Cherokee. It'll oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess he is a Cherokee. Buy his booze. Um, or, or that's how just, you can show your love and appreciation, yeah, or just say hi. Uh, um, you know. Well, that's however, you, whatever. Eh, eh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited to say hi to steve i'm excited to see people i haven't seen people in forever too long so you know hopefully there'll be some uh some people there i recognize and know and we'll get to hang out and hopefully you know i'll meet some new people that we'll get to hang out so i'm happy about this i miss traveling for tournaments i miss it so bad (laughs) (laughs) that is kind of the point of this show yeah so we're it you guys could thank us for all the not being able to travel to tournaments. Like, hey, yeah. Yeah, they made a show about traveling to tournaments. Like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, that's kind of like what we really like to talk about. And then, you know, it kind of just went away. So that was... Which what led to some of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, Steve, do you want to lead us? All right, here we go. Dials down. Bottom Bottoms up. up.